and like you said, does it's like what effect will this have on the the big manufacturers participation in the race itself? Like does does now this this official time that is not an official race time then take significance away from the official race? I don't know. And then and then by the, the cost being so prohibitive, then you know now it's it's then the, the plus side to me is now you have the I mean they're what they're what they're effectively trying to do and I've seen reference to this is they're they're turning they want to make Pikes Peak the uh, the American equivalent of the Nurburgring and because you know like there's so many cars that set a time on the Nurburgring and like that is that has become the measuring stick for so many cars I mean think about how many official time like like Subaru they went out there with with their with their time attack STI or the Isle of Man STI set this new four-door production record production but you know it's it's this record at the Nürburgring because that has such a storied history I mean it's, it's such a measuring stick for performance vehicles and and they want Pikes Peak to now possibly be that. Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Flatirons Syndicate Motorsports Podcast. This show is brought to you by Flatirons Tuning, your source for any aftermarket or OEM Subaru parts. Be sure to check out our store at flatironstuning.com and stay tuned with Flatirons Tuning. Well, how about we kick it off and we'll just we'll just get this ball rolling. What's up, YouTube? What? Welcome back, everybody. Good morning. Or, or as Tasso says, what's up, YouTube? Uh, to the Flatirons Syndicate Motorsports Podcast. This is episode number 99. One away from 100. Uh, we've got Dussex and Tasso joining us, and we've got a new face to the podcast and, and kind of a new face to the shop here. This is Mike, uh, who, if you've called in, you might have talked to him on the phone, uh, but he's not a new face to the Subaru community, and so I wanted to kind of start bringing him in on the, on the podcast here. So um, I don't know, maybe, maybe Mike, uh, just a quick introduction, kind of your background in the Subaru community, and, and we'll just take off from there. Oh, man, no pressure. No. Well, obviously, my name is Mike. Um, I am a beard, mostly, that just happens to have a human that lives inside of it. Yep. Um, I've been dealing with, you know, Subarus, you know, since like the 2000s when the WRX came out, you know, going to track days and such back in the old, old days, you know, at Second Creek Raceway. In, in what car? Um, well, at the time, I owned a GMC Typhoon that never made it onto track, but in 06, I bought my 04 Forester and then proceeded to hoon the ever-living everything out of it. You can and, say poop on here. It's okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure what the like family-friendly terms were, so I figured everything, everything is good. The, the explosive seal usually, the family. Yeah, it usually gets <laughs> broken pretty quickly. On, Fuck. So. Oh, oh, there it no. is. There oh, it is. Geez. There it is. Oh, my ears. Yep. Um, but yeah, I've been enthusiasts, you know, and I've known John for a long, long time and we go back to OG, I will drive pirates. Yep. And, you know, when the opportunity came to join the team, I was like, oh heck yeah, I have to do this. And it's a, it's a riot. I've done some interesting yeah. things with my Forester, you know, doing the six speed swap way back in the day and adding the Brembo's and the front mount and all the, all the cool go fast stuff that all the kids are like, I want to do that. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's soul crushing when someone with a brand new car with a warranty can just knock your doors off. Yeah, but uh, I mean, there, there's there's not enough fast foresters out there, and it, it's it, we're glad to have you on the team, and in uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting having your insight. And, and like I said, you know, for folks of you been calling in, uh, you you probably have talked to Mike because he's kind of taking the front lines on the phone. So, 
help help put a face to the voice, as it were, or or the a beard face beard. to the beard, yes. beard, beard to the voice. Yeah, beard, that's what it beard is. Beard to the voice. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Well, so and, are you going to be the fastest flat iron tuning employee now that Scotty's gone and um, uh, Nigel and stuff like that? They're going to try. Ooh. I mean, who else has good times in there right now? Dang. Nobody. Wow. Wow, Tasso. <laughs> just, just throws it down there. He's like, just, and gauntlet. Yeah. I mean, it's a racing show, right? So That is true. Yeah. All right. Talk about racing. Well, we'll find out then, won't we? We're going to have to go to the track and, and settle this like, I don't know, people in Fast Children. and Furious movies. Like oh. platypuses do. <laughs> yes. Race wars. Yes, race wars. <laughs> so I got to get a spoon engine and somehow find out how to put it in my Subaru. That's, well, that's my plan now. Overnight from Japan, so you oh. guys better watch out. Okay. Yes. Good. Well, and, and right at the beginning here too, Thussex uh, and Tasso wanted to just kind of check in with you guys because it's been a couple weeks. I guess especially Tasso since we've had you on to kind of see what you've been up to because both of you been been making some moves here lately. Who wants to go first? Okay, Tasso. Am I below you? And you're you're below me. Oh, yes. like, you're, you're below me, for me, but I'm going to yeah. point up because that's probably where it's going to come through because it's, yeah, I can never, the, where, it, where it looks on the screen now versus the, the capture, it's not the same. It's okay. very frustrating. <laughs> Anyways, um, what has been going on with me? Mostly I've been working a lot. I got to afford uh, this race car build. Um, yep. So at my actual job, I've been trying to pull overtime and bolster the pocketbook a little bit. Um, I do have a chassis finally. Um, I went back and forth. I know, I think the last time we podcasted, I was still on the GC train pretty yep. hard. Um, but you know what? Those cars are just too ugly. So wow. I got a, well, I got a blah, blah. Shots fired. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's well, all in good fun. I was actually really excited to do a GC. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's something I was just talking to someone about yesterday is like, everyone wanted a ton of money for those things. Um, yeah. I mean, they're, I don't know, maybe they're, they're starting to pick up some cult value or something like that. I guess all Subarus are too expensive in Colorado. Um, but I found myself a 04, um, totally straight rust free. Well, totally straight other than someone cut the upper core support off already. They were going to switch the headlights on it. Oh, um, Damn. but I still have the blah by core support. <clears throat> so I'm just going to slap that back on real quick. Um, but you know, 300 bucks for the chassis, I couldn't pass that up. So, Whoa. you know, that's a good, and then good, good he wants to, to it's a sunroof car and he wants to buy the sunroof skin back from me, um, for a couple hundred bucks is what he said. So, so, you know, we're going to do a uh, free, free 93. Remember that, uh, remember that podcast we had about, could you build a race car for less than a billion dollars? Yep. Yes. You can build one for less than a thousand dollars. So. Um, it's not there yet. That's not caged, right? No, no, no. And so <laughs> it's, I know I'm talking out my ass. Um, yeah, I still got a lot of like a long ways to go. Um, you know, shit. I just finally got it. I had to make room in my garage, throw a bunch of old shit out and stuff like that, and finally got it into the garage yesterday evening. And then I started kind of poking around it and remembering all the stuff I'd done to the red car and how many years it took to do all that so but it's good you know we'll, we'll get you know dug into it and i got nice. good plans for it. it's going to be like like i've been saying all along lighter better faster stronger in every way 
So but I think when you're in here this week, you mentioned that there's a lot of spot weld drilling in your future. Yeah, I got to pull that roof skin off. Um, yeah. Which'll be nice from a financial side of giving him the roof back or selling the roof back to the guy I got the car from. And then Ryan uh, mentioned he's got to, because he went lightweight on his roof. So I got to put another roof back on it. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully I can still snag that that roof from you. Why not just go convertible? Oh. I mean, because that seems like yeah, part, taking the roof off and not putting life. it back on. Yeah. Yeah. Rules. Rules. I mean, it's not like that made to be broken. Cars have roofs. Yeah. Who doesn't have roofs? Open wheels. I don't know. Open oh, wheels. Yeah, they got halos and stuff now. I don't know. It's yeah. Aerodynamically, it's a shit show not to have a roof on a Subaru. Um, You're probably right there. Yeah. And also be a pioneer. rules. Yeah. Be rules, a rules. Rules. Well, and the other the other interesting part about your decision to go with the GD just maybe that we don't have to go too deep into it, but it came in part down to having a title, right? You needed yeah. to have a car with a title. Yeah. Um, you know, there were some cheap GCs out there with no title, um, which is, you know, for, even though I'm not doing stage rally right now, it's a rally class hill climb car. We don't require that kind of stuff. Um, right. But the, the goal with this one is to make it stage rally a bull if I wanted. And part of that is, you know, needing to have plates and a title. And the goal, I mean, I, yeah. the plan is actually to compete even in the hill climbs with license plates and wipers and headlights and stuff on the car. So um, I have this, you know, um, I don't know what star shot dream right now of driving the car to an event, winning overall, and then driving it home. So interesting. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. to show those open wheel guys what's up so yeah i don't know that'd be cool but it's that's that is going to be tough but you, yeah you have to have a title so you can register put plates on it so yep good place to start yep. yeah yeah so right clean title clean car a lot of work to do so nice you know. and then everything else needs work too it's we've been trying to clean up around the house which takes forever uh, mm-hmm. I, I gotta put new all new steering on my truck so you know, yeah. it's not just race cars that take your time in life, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. That is a thing. Yeah. Well, well, in Dussex, you were just out at La Hunta, was it last weekend? I, can't, I mean, I don't yep. even know what happened, yep. what's happening with time anymore. Um, and before it's, that... It's like my background, it's a blur. A blur. We, we've gone to plaid. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah. But before that, weren't you in, was it Kansas? Heartland Park, yeah. Yeah, so you've, you've been, I think since we've caught up with you, you've been to Kansas and La Hunta. So how did that go? Well, I think um, I'm going to start off right up front saying that this is the first time I bought new tires was for Heartland. We had a, uh, and it was Grid Life Heartland. Um, just before that at uh, Alpine Horizon Fest, some of you may or may not know that I did an excellent job smashing my windshield in. So I got a fresh oh, yeah. windshield. And fresh tires for Heartland. I figured one's got to bring the other, I guess, right? You get new okay. tires as often as you get windshields, hopefully not more often. But, um, but yeah, so I started with this brand new tire that uh, Scott Musgrove was telling me about, the Yokohama A055. Have you guys heard hmm. of that tire at all? No, I've not. It's, it's a new slick that they came out with that is um, a 40 treadwear tire. So it's hmm. like supposed to be somewhere between the – Hoosier R7 and A7, I'm guessing, in temperature range. Like, I don't know anything about these tires. I couldn't really find much about these tires. They didn't even have stickers on them. So, really? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so there's they, a lot of – They weren't of, even uh, sticker slicks. 
<laughs> they weren't even sticker slicks. Wow. Um, it was pretty, it's pretty interesting. I think uh, the tires themselves were like actually molded in like the beginning of 2021 and they were in stock, but they don't have very many tire sizes, but the mm. tires were, um, I don't know for me, I bought two seventy fives, thinking that that would fit, you know, like doing like all my readings and stuff and thinking like, Oh man, these are going to be sick. They're barely just a little bit bigger than the, the, the two sixty five AO 52s I'm on right now. I got plenty of room. These tires were huge. These two seventy five thirty fives were just massive. And uh, I got a, I got a picture of them against like on the ground next to the two sixty five Pirellis, which are historically oh, yeah. large. Yeah. And they're like a good 20 millimeters wider than those tires. They were wow. big. They didn't mount a much like super, super big, which is kind of nice. But I, because of my paranoia, I ended up now that I have two sets of wheels, mm-hmm. I have the RC T fives, which are like an 18 by 10 plus 20. And then I have my RCT fours that came with a car that are 18 by nine and a half plus like 22 or something. I don't know, something silly yeah. plus 30. And so I actually had to run the staggered wheels to get the tire shoulder to pull around enough to not cut too bad into the, the body work. Wow. Cause I didn't want to raise it. Cause who wants to toss it? Do you want to raise cars? Nope. No, no, so I, I didn't want to raise, I didn't want, I didn't want to raise the yeah. car either. So, so wow. I went to, uh, I went to, so I ran nine and a half in the rear that kind of like squared the shoulder or rolled the shoulder down. Went in the first session, they were rubbing, but not, I, I took it easy out there, kind of leaning on the car to make sure they weren't cutting the tires. And I had those backup AO 52s that, uh, um, Gord gave me just in case. And, uh, they were rubbing, but not too bad. And so we sent it. And by the end of the weekend, uh, I think I was 15th fastest overall out of 88 cars wow. with, uh, I was in the same zip code as uh, um, Josh Halko, which I think is pretty cool. I think he ran like a 41.196 and ran a 41, like 807 or something like that. Or 141 for those. I, we always drop these stupid first yeah. ones off. But that track is sick, though. That track yeah. is a light brake track. Uh, there's only like one heavy braking zone. It's fast. It's got big, fun swoops, blind corners, real unconventional line. It was just a riot of a track. Wow. Um, I had a great time with it. And like eight other or nine other Colorado guys went out to, to participate too, a bunch for my RMTT group. So mm-hmm. we had like Trey Tyler, who's been on the podcast, Brandon Oglesby and his BMW, Rich Enriquez with a Supra, Jeffrey West also with the Subaru. Um, Nick and Savannah were both there racing in that GLTC. Corey Ross was there with his N3. Um, it was just like, wow. it was a gaggle of us out there. Uh, a buddy of mine trip with the Corvette brought a C8 out, like a stock oh. C8. Everyone had a great time. It was a, a sick event. That's awesome. Beautiful facility. Track how, was amazing. Like everything was good. How far of a drive was it? it it's 500 miles. I think okay. from, from PPIR, it's like 540 miles. So about, I think okay. I stopped in Lyman and picked up, uh, um, trips Corvette and loaded it into my trailer. And because uh, now I can tow two cars now. Uh, Thank you, trailer. trailer's back. Yeah. <laughs> trailer's back in action. Um, and so, yeah, I, I trailered. So stopping and picking his car up and loading it in the trailer and loading all his stuff, I think it only took us 10 hours to get there. So it really nice. wasn't bad at all. And that was that was not like going crazy fast on the highway. Oh, no. Yeah. No, I, 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 anybody who would follow me would go crazy. Um, 
but yeah, we didn't have to stop for fuel the whole time. So that's how we kind of keep up with the, with the group. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, I think I probably average like 65 miles an hour. Maybe, you know, I don't go super, super fast. I'll go, I'll roll fast. If, if we're going downhill, I'll let that, I got 81 mm. mile an hour tires on that thing. I use it. Oh man. But, uh, but yeah, most of the time you're pulling, you're going maybe like 65, 70 at best. So, okay. well, that's awesome. And then at La Junta, you set a new personal best as well. Now on, on the same tires, the AO 55s. Yeah. So I started with the AO 52s mostly because I'm trying to save these AO 55s for button willow, which is in two weeks. And, um, so I was trying to oh, save man. those tires up a little bit. That's, yeah. that's the, uh, that's the end of year. It's not super light battle, but it's, it's through global. Yep. It's global time attack finals. Yep. I, I so, somehow I did not realize I was two weeks away. I thought it was like months away. Yeah. It's like, it's nope. It's not months oh, away. It's right. November 10th or something like yeah, that. First, first full weekend, or I guess second full weekend. Second of weekend. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, it's I, a weekend I, right after SEMA. I, I, I lost track of time there again. It's that blur. No, blur. I'm, yeah. It's yeah, blur. blur. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I went on the AL 52. So my previous best time there in the yellow car, which was the beginning of the year was a 55, three. And so on the AL 52s in the first two sessions, I got it down to like a 54, four or something crazy like that. And I was like, this is sick. This is insane. But I corded both my front tires like bad. Sorry, Gordon. Oh. They were awesome. But so, I mean, wow. used AO52s were like worth almost a whole second. And then I put the A005s on and scrubbed them in on the last session of the day, mostly to get like my tire pressure set. And, um, and then went out and ran like a 53.8. So already wow. I was like in, or a 53.9 or something, already in the hunt for one of the faster cars. Um, Brian Oglesby went out in his, in his uh, BMW 135. It's uh, and he's on three fifteen or three oh five uh, CRS like the Han or the Nanking CRSs, mm -hmm. and he ran a fifty three eight in the beginning of the weekend, and just wasn't able to break that. And so wow. when I was at a fifty three eight, we're like, all right, so who's got who right now? And uh, um, and then went out that morning, wasn't able to really get much faster in the morning session because it was substantially colder. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like, it was probably like forty five fifty degrees when we went out there. Went out the second session. And then the lay down of, I would say, like a, a stupid fast 53.3. Like, um, it's to me, it's the only car I've actually really seen go faster was uh, Ben Council. Ben Council had uh, at the time a 900 horsepower twin turbo C5 vet, full like arrow, but you know, like yeah. am amateur arrow, but full arrow on Hoosiers, and he ran like a 51.9 or something like that. So I was super pumped to get into that, like that deep in the 53s for sure. And, and we should, we should clarify both of these uh, times and races that you're talking about. This is you taking out the yellow car, the, the, the yellow yep. SCI, yep. which still is basically a effectively a stock spec C 207 engine. And so yep. like, you're not, you're not making crazy power. This is. Nope. Yeah. So just for a comparison. Um, so it's roughly. So supposedly those cars made 325 at the crank. Um, that's what they were like. Aver that's what that car was advertised at when it was in race trim. Mm -hmm. So it's probably not the same engine or whatever. Clearly not with the tune. But so it's probably around 260 wheel with where we have it set with the boost controller right now. Um, so unverified. We waited at a grid life and it came in with me. 
a little over 2,900 pounds. So, you know, 260 wheel, 2,900 pounds Subaru, which is pretty light for a GD with somebody, you know, with somebody stature, you know, in there. Yeah. Yep. That's, and, that's a lot of, uh, lot of really beard. This a lot of beard. Yeah. 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 A lot of beer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, to go out there and like at Heartland and be as close as I was to some of those front runners, it was super awesome. Like I was super jazzed by it and, uh, and you know, it was still fifth place and unlimited, but you have Ferris and a lot of really crazy cars, but to put it also into a fair comparison, um, Ferris, uh, was 11 seconds faster than me. And, um, uh, the second place guy, Jackie Ding, who everybody knows he was, he ran a one thirty five, So he was 14 seconds faster or not. What is, I don't know. Seven seconds faster than me. Can't, can't math. So that's on, pretty math. on camera. Yeah. Not, not on, math on camera. Yeah. Not on the cameras. Yeah. But, uh, um, but Dewey's time, I think Dewey had car issues, but Dewey's mm. time. That Dewey's Dussex. time was so good that he froze Dussex. Stop time. That's impressive. Oh no. Is he going to come back? Come back. Oh dear. No. Oh no! That's it. We might have lost yep. him. Might have lost him. Southern Colorado just dropped its whole internet service. Oh no! We sucked him into the vortex of time. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. We threw so many numbers. I could at probably him make it just... up though. I'll, okay, I'll, just, I'll fill in for what he was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Dewey's time. He went out there. He ran real good. I think he was having some car trouble, so he was probably a little bit down. But uh, you know, it's always good to see him out there. You know, quite a character, and uh, yeah, you know, it's just a great weekend. Really great weekend with all those guys and Dussex. Are you back? Yes. I, I feel I filled in for you. I filled in yeah. for you. So you can just Thank keep you. going. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tasa nailed it. I mean, it was it was a great weekend on both on both accounts between La Hunta and Heartland, <laughs> doing some fun stuff with the car. I mean, I looked at like records and stuff from uh, NASA just to kind of get an idea. I say NASA, but like NASA for La Hunta, yeah. and of all the race classes and stuff and like fendered cars, there's only like two or three records are actually faster than my time. So I'd say like out of a, a whole gamut of stuff, a, a 53. I mean, I had a guy over here come up to me. He's like, I heard you ran a 53.3 in your Subaru. I'm like, yeah. He's like, dude, hats off to you, man. That's crazy fast. I'm like, heck yeah. That's so, awesome. Well, that's super cool. I remember you making a post or a comment or something. You Basically you said you're, you're getting tired of getting beat on tires. And because mm-hmm. because you're you're going through a lot of tires. Tires are crazy expensive, and they're they're consumable. And mm-hmm. but it's like like a new set of Hoosier slicks. I mean, you're talking probably twelve to sixteen hundred dollars for a set of tires, which mm-hmm. okay or more. And that's yeah. like a couple weekends. You get a couple weekends out of that. Yeah. But I mean, is it safe to say that you've now seen what a difference? Like you you now implicitly know how much of a difference fresh fresh tires make versus tires that have like a handful of heat cycles through them and all that. Yeah. One, 100%. I mean that, that I would say that, um, that those AO 52s, there was even, or the AO five fives, there's even more time in those tires. Like the AO 52s that I replaced were in pretty good shape. And then those tires were still like a full second or more faster, you know? And so it's, wow. it is pretty crazy. And one of the people I've been comparing myself to is a uh, big Corey Ross. Uh, Corey Ross has been, he's been ahead of me. He was ahead of me all year last year by a couple tenths or half a second or so. 
So then when I was slipping back like two seconds or a second and a half behind Corey, I was like, man, these, these tires are just killing me. Like it's really hurting me. And we went to high planes and stuff and it was kind of the same thing. And I was buying used tires and things to, to try and like save some money. But, um, this, when I went back to, uh, going to Heartland, I was like three seconds faster than Corey with the new tires, Wow! you know? So it was like, a, a, to me, I mean, it's a new track for me too, but I feel like I picked it up pretty quick. Um, it's re- very reminiscent of the Ridge and like, um, NCM where it's not a lot of heavy braking zones and a lot of kind of like, un- like I would call it non-traditional lines where you're doing kind of funny stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that seems to suit me well. But yeah, I mean, to, to be three seconds faster than Corey and then a whole second and a half faster than his previous best time at, uh, um, at La Junta earlier this year was just awesome. Wow. You know, it really made me feel like, okay, like my carrot, now I'm the carrot, you know, now I right. get to be chased. So, yeah, that's crazy. But, but it's, it's awesome. And now you just know when, when you really got to set down a lap time, fresh set of tires. It's, it's not just, it's not just all talk. <laughs> they really do work. They really do work. Yeah, most important modification. Yep. Mm-hmm. Way more important than driver mod. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. You, gotta, you can yeah, have yeah. a good driver mod and bad tires, and it just kind of yeah. evens out to like a it evens out. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm just Very trying cool. to stir up some hornet's nest. Oh, oh, we we got feeling, that coming up. Don't worry. Feeling sassy this morning. Good. Okay. Horneting. Arr, yes. Arr. Well, well, perfect. Yeah. Well, let's. Let's let's talk about then let's talk about what I wanted to what I reached out to you guys about yesterday. There's been an announcement that is really interesting from Pikes Peak, which is you know up until three days ago. Well, no, I guess I guess it's since last year, but they they haven't made the official announcement until the 18th of this of of October this month. The only way you could set a time at Pikes Peak was on race day. Now there there have been people that have, have rented the mountain before. Like we know that I think when Loeb did it, he rented the mountain for a day. I want to say that the rumor was that Volkswagen with IDR rented Pikes Peak for two days to do two full days of testing where they just had the whole access to the mountain did testing, but there's, there's no time. There's no official time it, because it has to be done on race day. Well, what they've now announced is that that is no longer the case. You can work with PPIR. I'm sorry, not PPIR, PPIHC and PPIR because why not? And that you can actually rent the mountain, but set an official time. Now, what they're, what they're saying that this is for is to, to give more vehicles, more manufacturers the opportunity to basically, you know, log a time, set a time on the mountain, but whenever they want to do it. Now, there's a caveat, and it, this, so far this has happened twice. So Lamborghini rented the mountain and Porsche rented the mountain. Lamborghini run, ran their SUV, the Urus, up and, mm-hmm. set, and set a time. And then Porsche sent up their new GT3 RS and set a time of like nine minutes and 56 seconds. But there, So it's an official time, but it is not an official race time. So that's, that is the difference is that the, the race times still stand. So basically, it's a t- effectively an SUV time and a time attack one time that are both time attack two. So, I think so. I, th- I, I think that's what the article one. said. Okay, they're they're both faster than the current race records, which are both held by Reese Millen because Reese doesn't need to sleep anymore; he just sets records. But they're they're not 
official race time. So the race time stands, but now there's an official time. So I thought this was really interesting. What do you guys think? Do you think this is a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Does that mean you're going to buy us some time on the mountain? No. I, I can only imagine how expensive it no. is. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's not I where mean, the team's going to practice or anything. What are you talking about? All us back in the back, we're going to just hop in. Right. A certain, a oh, oh, look at that. <laughs> Double team. It's, it's oh, God. On the yeah. oh, no. I don't know what you did, John. <laughs> yeah. So that's Apparently. my team principal and my chief engineer, and they're both yep. not happy with what you just said. Yeah. So. I, I, yeah, I apologize. Like, Fuck around, find out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Boo, Ramon, I apologize. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. That is, oh. that is very, it is very offensive. It could be very offensive to some chihuahuas. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, oh, uh, all right, I'm gonna turn my audio off for a second while I sort this out. You guys keep talking. Okay. All right, I, I have an opinion on it now that I'm understanding what it says. I think well, so two things. One, I think they have a new program director. I think that's yep. the title. I'm not exactly yep. sure what the person is, but a new program director. So I wonder if part of that was in the mix. But the other thing that kind of I'm curious about is the financial side of it, because I believe personally if if the Hill Climb Association, their, um, whatever their charity is, if the Hill Climb Association doesn't get money from that mountain rentals, I'm willing to bet that you're going to see uh, a decrease in participation from like the top tier guys. And the reason I say that is like, think if you're Reese Millen and you invested, it costs so much money for like, say, Bastar or whatever company is coming in with their cars and all this other stuff to, to make a run up the mountain, knowing that man, if you would have just picked a better weekend and rented it, maybe you paid twice as much, but you actually got to go all the way at to the, the top. And now you have a record that stands versus, nope, you only went up three quarters of the way, you know. Perfect example is this year. So good weather all week. Mm -hmm. Come up to race day. The weather's terrible and there's fog and everything like that. Like nothing, like no records were going to fall. And, you know, there's, there's a whole debate on whether or not the, the race should have been shortened, whatever. The very next day, Monday, was was clear and it was great like it was literally just the one day that the race happened to be on terrible weather no records and this this race is once a year and you're literally rolling the dice for a day on the calendar in hopes that the weather is clear and i mean i can't tell you the number of times in, in just our handful of years running i, I want to say is probably it's not half but it's probably three to four out of the actually maybe four to five of the 12 years that we ran it where the course gets shortened or at least half the field doesn't get a dry run. So that makes it like the weather, the mountain itself, it is a huge challenge to get a full run in with good conditions. And now kind of in a way, this, this uh, probably takes weather largely out of the equation. If you, if you want to rent the mountain and, and set a time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's like mountain avail like availability and stuff like that. And I can't even, I don't even want to know what it costs. I'm assuming that if you don't use a, the, the, you have to probably have your own emergency and all kinds of crazy shit. I'm just assuming that like the amount of effort to rent the mountain is probably extreme. But yeah. that being said, the amount of effort to go up to it is so extreme that I would see that this could potentially hurt the, the hill climb in the sense that like before is like, Cause that's kind of how I feel like, well, you didn't do it at the race. Like sure. You could go out in like open lapping day and like perfect conditions and go and run whatever you want, you know, and, and there's not somebody you're just going off of your aim solo versus like in a race day where the conditions 
have to be there. The conditions everybody has, there's a little bit more of a mental challenge on a race, mm. you know, when stuff is supposed to happen. And I mean, it could be better or worse, but then the hill climb has that extra level of complexity. Now it's just like, Oh, I got the record for blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but when did you do it? Like, well, we did it on May 28th. Like that's not where like, well, the weather was perfect. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, like, like June or August where you can like, Pick mm-hmm. where it's you know that it's going to be super warm. You can come in on that day, and it's like, oh, clouds are moving in. Well, let's go now. Like you don't have to, you don't have to mm-hmm. qualify. You don't have to have a time slot. You just you go. So when you, you can do it go. more than once. You could like and run you it more than once. You can run it and be like, oh, it was just way too bumpy up in you know the whatever, and then you come back and the engineers go in and just like, you know, they're just twisting stuff and marking stuff, and all right, yeah. go back up again, see what happens, and then boom, there it is. You know, I mean, then you found that magical scenario, you know? So there's, there's, there's two parts of this conversation. One is exactly, well, maybe three, because there's the cost. Okay. This is not something like, Hey, Dussex and, and, and and Beard and and Tasso, let's, let's go rent them out and set some times. Like that's probably never going to happen. This is, this is only going to be big dog manufacturers that are going to have the ability to do this. So that that's kind of something, and like you said, does it's like what effect will this have on the the big manufacturers' participation in the race itself? Like, does does now this this official time that is not an official race time then take significance away from the official race? I don't know. And then and then by the the cost being so prohibitive, then you know now it's it's. I don't know. It's it's how do, are they comparable? But then then the the plus side to me is now you have the. I mean, they're, what they're what they're effectively trying to do, and I've seen reference to this, is they're they're turning. They want to make Pikes Peak the uh, the American equivalent of the Nurburgring, and because you know, like, there's so many cars that set a time on the Nurburgring, and like that is that has become the measuring stick for so many cars. I mean, think about how many official time like like Subaru, they went out there with, with their, with their time attack STI or the Isle of Man STI set this new four door production record production. But you know, it's, it's this record at the Nürburgring because that has such a storied history. I mean, it's, it's such a measuring stick for performance vehicles and, and they want Pikes Peak to now possibly be that. And that I think is kind of interesting and kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's cool. Personally, I think it's dope. I mean, I wish – and I think the reason I say that is because I think it's got another fault. I think if it happens that it happens to be a thing where it turns out that, like, May or July are better months and people are going and setting those records on better months and the days are more consistent during those months, there might be pressure from the organization to move the date around a little bit more to – to maybe try and like target, you know, those nice, those nice weekends. Mm. Um, the thing I worry about though, is like kind of, I say worry about one of the things I think is super cool about the hill climb for one, it's not easy to get in for anybody, but right. for the people who are kind of like new to it or people who are like not the Reese Millens of the world, you know, who are like just as Joe Schmoe's just making like a, a very valiant effort out there. The big players like Reese Millen and Rod Millen when he comes out for special stuff or, you know, the Donahue's and just everybody that comes through that just have tons of history. Um, it's kind of fun to be like, shit, I'm doing this with them, you know, and, and I'm yeah. worried, I half worry that you'll lose an element of that as well. 
I don't know. All right. So let's, I don't know. Tasso, I, I don't, I think you got, you got basically puppy piled before you could, could weigh in on this. What, what is your yeah. thought? It's okay. When, uh, when you got to go, you got to go. And those dogs weren't waiting. So, right, right. um, anyways, here's what I think. I think the coolest part about Pikes Peak is that it is a one day challenge and you have people that build cars for two years to show up and then they can still get hailed on or snowed on yeah. and it ruins their time. And, and that's, I think the interesting thing apart it or the interesting thing about that, that race. Do I care if rich companies keep going out there and doing rich stuff? I don't care. Mm. I'm sure those guys were timing themselves before too. I don't think that, I mean, I, the, yeah. you know, it, it's not like, I don't think that there's, I got to temper this whole thing because yes, it's cool that, that it's technically an expansion in motorsports in Colorado, which I think is the home of motorsports at this point in this country anyways. So right. um, is that cool? Yes. My blanket statement about the whole thing. Yes. It's cool. Um, is it groundbreaking? Is this something special? No. I think if they had test days where they were officially sanctioned throughout the year, sure, that'd be cool. Um, especially in the winter would be sweet. Um, give, give more of us in the winter. Oh my God. Yeah. No. Yeah. Run us. Because the summer is thing. also the winter. Like yeah. there, there's no such winter, thing as winter. That'd be awesome. I mean, that's the first thing I thought when Ryan said maybe May is faster. I think in May they're still trying to dig the road out in the snow. Um, and into june and stuff right but but yeah so run That'd a winter stage on there and that would be interesting that'd be cool i think that's worth talking about as it is you know it's just just they're taking those really unofficial times that multinational corporations are putting down on their dime and they're taking those super unofficial times and making them semi-official okay um you know cool um, okay but you know i think it'd be more interesting if you know, instead they did the same thing for all the hill climb roads in Colorado, right? You had, um, you know, it's a, well, I don't know. I, I, I'm wondering off. I just, I just think that it's uh, more the same and I don't think that's, what's going to help. You know, I think, that, you know, at some point in the day, every one of us is struggling for relevance in each of our individual categories here, right? Whether it's, time attack or gravel hill climb or something like that we're always like i think that what i'm doing is super cool why don't more people think that why don't i get more support um and i think pike speak saying hey we're pretty cool what if we made ourselves slightly more cool slightly more often i think it almost makes pike speak less less cool you know i, I think well, so all right D dp you haven't weighed in on this where, where do you stand on it what do you think well i'm i'm intrigued as i'll get out because i think i see both sides of the coin where you know if you've got somebody who's never been and gets the opportunity for whatever reason, like, you know, they get a windfall and they can get to one of those unofficial days to throw down a time, you know, that's like, Hey, I did this. And maybe like for us, Joe Schmo is like, especially like me, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just a gamer dad with a great beard that like likes to drive fast <laughs> once in a while, you know, it'd be cool to be able to say, Hey, yeah, I, I had the opportunity and took it to run Pike's peak. But also I think that it's interesting to uh, Dusk's point that, maybe they will move to a different time when maybe the weather will be more, you know, more you know, favorable for everybody. But I also see where like you're, you're battling the mountain and yeah. all the things that come with that, you know, that is part of the race. 
yeah. is, is battling the mountain, finding the time, qualifying, all of that. That is part of the race. And that's why there's race times and then official non-race times. Like those are not, those are not the same thing. So do I kind of misunderstand what's going on here? Because from what I understand, they're taking those, you know, corporate test days that Volkswagen pays for or something like that. And they're just deciding to officially recognize those times. As, right? as an official non-race time. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, so but, it's, but I mean, non-race. It, does, yeah. it doesn't open up any more opportunities for the grassroots racer. No. Not yet. No, it's, but there's, there's always hope. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I Armageddon, probably, that'll be the hope. <laughs> when it's just yeah. a free-for-all, anarchy, race car, free-for-all. Well, so, so yeah, if they got rid of speed limits on that road, like with the Nürburgring, then right. yeah, there's your, yeah, there's your move. All right, all right. So. You know what? Before we even go down to this, which road, which 156 corner road is more extreme, Pikes Peak or the Nürburgring? To me, it, it's Pikes Peak all the way. Yeah, for sure. Because and not to mention the elevation change, but like the, the elevation. hazard. Dude, elevation? I mean, oh, yeah. The, 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 the danger involved, the elevation, um, the fact that it's all uphill. There, there's, there's, I, think, I think it flattens out. It might be like slightly down in the first section. There might be a slight descent at one point. But like it is, Pikes Peak is an extreme road. No, no question. And I think it's more extreme yeah. than the Nürburgring. And, and there's, no, there's no banking. Like even though the Nürburgring has the first section of banked road, whatever, and they haven't really changed it since, like you don't get any yeah. of those benefits on, on Pikes Peak. It is, a, it is a road road, period. Real roads are always more extreme, right? And I know yeah. the Nürburgring technically is a real road, but it's not. It's a racetrack that they accidentally let real cars on all year. Um, versus accidentally Pikes on Peak. purpose, but yeah. yeah. It's, it's technically, yeah. technically they're both toll roads. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. but, but it's not, it's a racetrack. Um, yeah. The Nürburgring is a racetrack with shitty runoffs is really all it is. Right. It's a, it's a one-way highway, arguably, whatever. Um, right. But, but so yeah, and nothing against the Nürburgring. It's cool. I've played it a lot on video games. I get it. Sure. Um, I've played Pikes Peak a lot on video games too. Um, but they're, they're both super challenging, but as far as yeah. like, if you have, if you have a car and, and, and so like, but here's the difference. There's a ton of measuring sticks for times on the Nürburgring. That's, that's the thing. Like, you know what a fast time is on, on the Nürburgring for like sedan, uh, rear wheel drive, front wheel drive, you, you name it. Like there's a, there is a measuring stick for, for the time of the Nürburgring. So you take your car to the Nürburgring, you may, you set a time and like, like Porsche was just there, I think with the same, G, was it the GT3 RS that where they did some ridiculous time of like 6:34? Don't quote me on that internet, but it was something like stupid fast. That there's there's people that are even like, is that even possible that they actually did it? Even <laughs> though even though they're like, here's the here's the full in car view of them setting this time there, and that but then you got a Pikes Peak and like, well that was six minutes at the Nurburgring and a Pikes Peak it's it's 9:56. Like well three minutes slower yeah which which one is the harder challenge bike speed yeah well i would just looked it up on a set of corsa because i was curious but another road that's s similar in personality like turns and lengthwise is a uh, deal scap patel the dragon and that's a oh. road that's not open to racing at all and it's just a public road and i think it's somewhere between uh, the, the, the danger of, uh, um, as far as runoffs and stuff go between the hill climb and the, uh, but they have that on a set of corset, like just the fact that that kind of stuff is out there and that that road is kind of out there that people are 
I mean, they're putting these things together. So maybe, maybe the hill climb doing more. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why they don't do more events other than just the cost of it. But well, it's, I don't and, know how people could even afford cost. that. Because it's a big yeah. cost. Or the racers too. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't think you would have a whole lot of participation if you had a series. Uh, no, nah, I say that, but you probably would. You just probably wouldn't get a whole lot of repeat customers. Um, I don't know. I, but it does, I mean, just when you said that about uh, Tale of the Dragon or whatever, it made me think that you should do a, or someone should do a time attack on roads that are like everyone's local. Because every location that has like a, you know, a car community has like their local stomping ground kind of thing. Mm. Uh, where I grew up, it was Skyline Boulevard, um, you know, on the peninsula in California. And, you know, you, you go up there on a Saturday or a Sunday and you had Ferraris with no plates on it and sport bikes with no plates on them up there just doing timed runs, mm. um, you know, running over road bikers and killing themselves in their redwoods and stuff like that, which you want to talk about a really unfriendly location to go off at speed. Um, wow. Yeah. Like the you know sport bikes would uh, go for what they call the century, where they try and average hundred miles an hour for the core or for the span of this road. Um, wow! And it's a road that is, you know, it's got fifteen twenty mile an hour, you know, rated corners, like the little yellow signs that tell you how fast you should go around a corner. Um, so it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was a pretty high risk, high speed you know, kind of run there and stuff like that. But how cool would it be to have a series across the country of, you know, essentially a time attack or a time trial series of these real roads. And then, you know, the next place that my brain went was, you know, they do this in the UK. Um, They have their road racing series for uh, like, you know, trying time trial motorcycles. Yeah. Um, You know, Isle of Man famously is one of them, but it's part of a series, I think. Um, yeah. Or if it's or if that's if Isle of Man is one off, there is a series of similar road racing, um, you know, on right, sport yeah. bikes. So, um, I mean, shit, that would be sick to do to do that with you know, you take Skyline or one of the many roads around Skyline that are just you know. Well, oh and, man, but you yeah. think about the logistics and, and like Tail of the Dragon, like for, it's like I said, it's never been a sanctioned race. There probably because from a safety standpoint, it it would be an apps almost impossible to try and like structure yeah if you wanted to an event that would be safe there corner marshals you need 200 right. corner marshals and, and so, well, well, yeah. so to i an was extent, just like, looking up deal a dragon it's 318 turns yeah wow. i mean Oof. it's double the t- that's just insane crazy, in 11 crazy. miles wow it is crazy but if you had a series of whatever you know skyline tail of the dragon right um I'm I'm sure that there's some Southern Californian out there right now going, no, my local canyon is right up there with them. Yeah, yep. that one too. Pikes yep. Peak, Mount Washington. There's got to be something in you know other parts of the Appalachians too. Um, well, you know but, the but so, other roads around Colorado too. Um, so this is the advantage that Pikes Peak has is that the, there is a race there. There is kind of a known safety formula for the race, and so maybe that's in part what has made this possible. That the, like there's there's this accepted standard and now you can just pay for all of that safety support and now sure at a time road permissions too right right it's a it's a, it's a toll road, road. it's so, a toll road yeah. so yeah you gotta i mean the the rumor is rumor around the panic or whatever it's it's a million dollars a day to rent and and maybe this is even more yeah, yeah grassroots yeah. opportunities are just flowing out of yeah. next peak right now yeah so just so start <laughs> yeah. checking their checking your Holy. couch for loose change you know, but, but here's, all right. So 
to me, the, the first question is race time versus official non-race time. Like, are they comparable? Like, I would say that there's still more prestige in the race time than the official time because you have all those abilities to make multiple runs, change setup, wait for wait for perfect weather, than than actually qualify and make your one time uh, yeah. for for the actual race time. Um, Do you guys agree? I, mean, I agree. I'm taking the codger standpoint here, and I just don't I don't give a shit what you do and not on race day. It doesn't matter. Right. Right. Like I and could so, say, you know. But that's oh yeah, that's... I ran a I ran a five minute on you know my video game at Pike's Peak. It doesn't matter, right? Like just you got to do it on the race day. Right. right. So so Brian, to your point, because I think because it is more prestigious, that might still be enough of a lure to let some of these manufacturers still participate in the race because it's not an official race time unless it's in the race. So like you you, you know where you should fall. You, you've got kind of a, you know, a ballpark, but like race day is race day and, and whatever happens happens and see, see what you can do there. I do think that, um, and, and I kind of picked this up from Lonnie too. I do think that if you think that the hill climb is that the hill climb is only the, the one race, the, the, that's the only yeah. part to the hill climb that it comes to the race is just, it's, that's like the work. I don't know. That's the, the shortest way to think about it. I mean, the race day involves all the prep, all the testing, tire warmers, no tire warmers, watching where you qualify, what run group that you're in. And, I mean, there's so many things that go into the actual race itself that's not just driving. And, and then and when the you look at like a yeah. – Yeah. And when you look at a private test day when you can drop like two-thirds of those variables out, you know, like you go when you want, you can go multiple times. You can set your setup for the changing conditions. I mean, all those, you can run tire warmers if you want for as long as you want and then go like, I mean, there's just, there's so much more strategy on the race day that actually produces a re the result that you're either happy with or you're not. That I think that alone makes it what it is. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes. hundred percent. But here's like in my thinking about it, this is where, where I actually got kind of excited about this possibility. Let, let's say there's a new car coming out. Let, let's use the GR Corolla as an example. Like, is it going to be good? Is it not going to be good? Is it going to be fast? Is it not going to be fast? So like a lot of car manufacturers, that's why they send new cars out to the Nürburgring because, okay, now you have a time. You now know what the GR Corolla will do around the Nürburgring. You have all like the two, three cars above it, two, three cars below it in the same class, like sedan, whatever, you now know where that car lands and stacks up. You start getting all these times and, and they run the GR Corolla up Pikes Peak. And now you know what that car does at Pikes Peak. And then you now know like, okay, is this the real deal? Or is this car just like a flash of the pan or, or clever, clever marketing? But yeah. But think about this. Um, I mean, the Top Gear guys, before they became Amazon Prime guys, said this all the time. Car companies ruin cars when they bring them to the Nürburgring because yep. they're not relevant anywhere else. Um, right. Now, I would yep. argue that the Nürburgring is infinitely more relevant to a road car than Pike's Peak is. 100%. Pike's Peak is, is so That's unique. In its it's essentially a cooling challenge, right? It's a it's a overcoming yeah. atmospheric density and then keeping your shit cool challenge is what, it, what Pike's Peak is a race about. Um, so right, if you had cars that were developed, um, am I dropping out? 
I'm seeing you guys jump no, around. It was, I think, oh, Dussex. Right. Okay. Yeah. Good. So if we're you good. have cars that are developed and optimized for Pikes Peak, you know, oh, yeah, sick. Did you hear this car does sub-10s at Pikes Peak? And it's just a gigantic radiator sitting out front. And then, you know, weird boost strategies. And then you're sitting there in I-25 traffic waiting to, you know, roll race somebody. And you're like, mm -hmm. oh, sick. This car is developed at Pikes Peak. So it's got big-ass radiator. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, turbo that doesn't overspool. Right, exactly. Like it's a, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it has a. It's cool. Um, don't get me wrong. Um, again, I'll, I'll default to yeah, sure, it's cool, but I don't. Uh, I don't see like the. I don't see it being anything more than like a you know for the manufacturers to go out there. It's like yeah, sick. Your impact speak nice. Did you find anything useful for your road car? I mean, well, but but maybe they would. I don't know. Yeah, I think high planes. Like go to high planes or PPIR. I'd be way more interested mm -hmm. in the, yeah, they tested their car at high planes or at PPIR. Okay, cool. I mean, that's, that's probably a fun car to drive. Um, you know, but, mm. but Pike's peak, like I get it. You put a big radiator on it. Sweet. I don't know. So. What, what DP, what do you think? If, it, if car sets a good time at Pike's peak, is it going to be, to what degree is it going to convince you that that car would be fun and or fast? I'm not sure. I mean, because it's not relevant to like, you know, like, especially my situation when I'm commuting, like, I mean, I'm 40 years old. I don't like roll race too often anymore, especially in my commuter car. But, you know, when I get a wild hair and I bring the platypus out, you know, I know that I, I've crashed that car and I know that car in and out. But if I know, oh, well, that car was developed at Pikes Peak. Okay. So what's it good at? Mm. It can stay cool you know but is it going to stay too cool like i mean is it going to not have you know is the thermostat not going to open or am i going to be cold on a winter day if i drive this thing like where's the you know, does it come with a stripped out chassis like what's like a what Pikes kind Peak of thing are they going to really put from the test car into the car that is like the production car is they're like oh we stripped it out took the heated seats out put a regular like a sparco seat in or something and it's like well but well and it's if it's car and if it's i would assume I would assume that you, whatever car they're running a Pikes Peak has to have a cage in it mm -hmm. because like, I think on, on the Nürburgring, you don't have to have a cage there. I think may, maybe for mm -hmm. the official times, maybe you do. I mean, maybe if you're renting the mountain for your own test day, you can kill yourself if you want. As you can kill yourself if you want to. You can't have a plan. You can leave your yourself. cage behind. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not caged, yeah. nobody's caged. Well, yeah. there's your behind. Yeah, well, that's pretty yeah, good. He's got it. I like this guy. Yeah. So, well, I mean, if if you can do it without a cage, then it then you can have like this. The car in stock trim did this time. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and it'd be interesting though. if they took a car that was just straight up production line. Like this is what we're gonna make, and ran it up. Well, and then shook it down. Maybe they're like, okay, it was terrible yeah. here, here, and here, but it excelled at this. You know, maybe it didn't overheat, but the variable cam timing didn't actuate when it needed to for any of the right. power going up. So it was a dog. So yeah. back they that go. That is the interesting thing about Pikes Peak is you do have a lot of digs out of the hole and then you have yeah. some top end and then you have to have a turbo efficiency range that's super wide, right? Because it needs yeah. to be efficient at, you know, the relatively dense air versus the 14,000 foot air and stuff Which, like that, like, right? So the start line is 9,000 feet. There's no such thing as dense air up there. Yeah. I'm yeah, at 9,000 feet right now. It seems fine. Well, you spend way too much time there. That you're actually you're obviously <laughs> oxygen deprived. 
Yeah, he's, he's definitely look what it's done to his facial it's hair. It's all here. Out of yeah. <laughs> he's a three beers in Tasso right now. But no, you know, you know, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, so they're it's not completely irrelevant, I guess. Well, the, there's, there's, it, the car's going to have to handle well. It's going to have to have a good power band. You're going, I mean, like the, that middle section is, is basically a series of drag races between like 207 degree switchbacks. And the top is basically, you know, Plaster City whoops too. Um, yeah. Like, with all the and rough. Heat, so. like it's like, um, like on the Nürburgring, the reason that they say that, like the guys from Top Gear were saying that it ruins cars is because they keep putting on really stiff suspension and it's faster on the Nürburgring and that it just destroys your back if you're right. driving on the street. If you do that up top of Pike's Peak, you are not going to do well. You're going to you're going to go slow up there because those frost heaves and stuff. It is a it is a flowing mm-hmm. road, but it's a really rough surface that will that will catch you out if your suspension is too too stiff. Well, like, and- Okay, I'm going to completely change my viewpoint here. It's way better than the Nürburgring as a test for cars because it's more like road rally. And the mm-hmm. more rally type cars there are on commercially available, the better. So, yeah, yeah I'm 100% in favor of these test days. Um, you know what's crazy? That- what, it, what, just, what I just thought of when we were talking to Reese Millen, what he said is that when he early days racing, he, I think it was, uh, I think it was Eclipse or whatever, he put stock struts and springs back on. Because the the if the suspension being stiff, it just it destroyed your your ability to run up top. Yeah, it's you know it's yeah. So I mean, so yep. I could you imagine more, all the the ride like, heights? They'll all be just like fucking four by four ride heights. People like maybe. hill climb certified just like driving. I mean, when that car that like they that uh, Bentley they took up, I was like, yeah. man, that car looks so awkward. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, like monster the, truck ride height. Not the not the SUV, the sedan. Yeah, the sedan. Yeah, yeah like the GT3 car. Yeah. Yep. Because they because or... Reese made them put on the softest springs that they had, and so they had to raise the car up so that they weren't just bottoming out the suspension. But mm-hmm. like he would have he would have set a record if they wouldn't have exploded the manifold. Danger yeah. Manifold. Danger. Danger to manifold. Danger to manifold. <laughs> yep. 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 So, so we're gonna see 50 mil inverted you know, dampers on streetcars now and really high strut tops so we can actually fit bump travel into cars again. No more of this manufacturing ease stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I switch. I'm 100% in favor of this. Let's do it. Huzzah. Yeah. Let's go. I, I just I think, like, to it. I, I, and it's, it like, the race time is going to be the prestigious time. I, mm-hmm. in my mind, there's no doubt that that is going to be the time that that is most prestigious and but like being able to know where a lot of like modern cars stack up like True. i would love to know what okay what what is it what is the new four-cylinder super the six-cylinder super what is their pike's peak time what is the gr corolla's pike's peak time you know um like yeah. take take the new wrx all right what does a stock wrx do going up pike's peak like i really want to i would love to know what that time is and, ran and a if, jeep liberty up there and it was pretty slow so yeah well, in um, fairness, though, wasn't I mean I I owned a Liberty. I know that it was it was terribly slow anyway. They weren't so bad off a of dig. They weren't bad. They didn't have the I top mean, end. Though. It was a manual, so it felt fast because it was a six uh, speed. So you're yeah, just always banging gears. But yeah, yeah. Then you realize that you're in fifth gear going twenty miles an hour, and you're like, oh. I'm going to keep was... derailing this conversation and say that there hasn't been an official time at Pikes Peak since they put asphalt on that shit. So. Ooh. 
Um, Man, it doesn't it's just, doesn't matter. It's just got so it real. doesn't matter. Yeah, it did just okay. get very real. Okay, it's coming at it. Dirt is for racing. Asphalt's for getting there. Mm. Okay. Although you know what, asphalt is also for pits. I'm tired of pitting on dirt. So asphalt has two purposes: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, interstate highways and pit lane or pit areas. So okay, okay. So should we like, start a trending hashtag for pave the pits? This is going to oh, be something we go. could do. Pave the pits. <laughs> pave the pits. Yeah. You know, hmm. rally guys deserve covered pit space too. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was, there was. Well, they they paved the pit area in Pikes Peak a couple of years ago, and there was a rumor that there was going to be like some kind of cover there, but oh man, no. Yeah, yeah. they could use some of the asphalt from the road and then just pave other stuff if when mm-hmm. they scrub it all off. Right. So, there you go. Yeah, recycle yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. green that way. That's yeah. that's the new thing. All right. Well, I think it's. I mean, it it's it was the the if ultimately it gets more prestige and attention for the Pikes Peak Hill Climb, I think that will be an ultimate win for everybody. And I think that if it's another like another avenue to just like, I mean, everybody knows what the Nürburgring is. And I think the the popularity of the Nürburgring worldwide is why so much happens there, like through the course of a year. I mean, if we can start getting a slice of that, just, just a sliver of it for the Pikes Peak Hill Climb, I mean, I think Hill climb enthusiasts, you know, everybody here in Colorado, that's a big win. So, but remember, it's way cheaper to rent the Lands End Road. And there's not a person in the world that thinks that hill climb cars look better on asphalt than dirt. So, well, I, I'm going to say that there's probably like two. There's probably two of them out there. Not not on this podcast, but they're, they're out there. There's got to be somebody. No? I'm uh, I'm either earning fans this podcast or I'm losing some, but either way, yeah. welcome or see ya. Um, you know and your welcome. Instagram <laughs> insights. You lost thirty five followers. It was those people. <laughs> yeah. Maybe with yeah. all of us up, it'll kind of. Just... Right. It's worth saying I've never said anything that I wasn't willing to go back on. So, oh man. <laughs> okay. Under attack. <laughs> including but... including that statement. Including that statement. Okay, man. Well, it, it, I think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, what, what effect does it have on next year's race and the race after? Like, we've got – there's two times. Let, let's see what happens. Like, how many other manufacturers are willing to come out there and put up a time now that they're making this official announcement? Is it, is it just going to be a couple flashes in the pan, or is it something where all of a sudden manufacturers are really setting times and what, what happens for the race? And honestly – to a certain extent, like like Tasso, you're saying for the grassroots competitor, right? Okay, well, if the big dogs are just going to rent them out and set their you know official non-race time, but then you don't have all these big dogs that are that are like taking up all the pit spots and, and stuff at the race, maybe it actually leaves more room for the grassroots competitor on the actual hill climb. Maybe it's worth it's worth saying that anytime I watch Pikes Peak coverage, I don't care what. I mean, I was sort of interested to see what Volkswagen would do because that car is interesting technically, mm-hmm. but I wasn't rooting for them. I wasn't personally invested in how their race weekend went. When mm-hmm. I watch Pikes Peak, I'm interested in how Scott Crouch or Rodney O'Malley or Spencer Steele 
or Tim Hardy or those guys yeah. are doing. So it's, those are the guys when I see their start, you know, that's the, those are the guys I hold my breath to make sure they make it to the top. And then I, and I, I want to see how they do. I'm, I'm invested in right. those guys. I don't care about the teams that have the money to go out and, and rent the hill climb or rent the hill to, to do some moonshot time. You know, it hasn't made a difference in my viewership or interest in the hill before, you know, the yeah. grassroots guys are still the guys that have my heart. So there you go. Yeah. It, I mean, for, you're going to go grassroots... back on that statement too, aren't you? No. Yeah. I'm, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, think so. I don't think so. I only care about big money teams. You know, the formula one of hill climbs is what oh, this man. is. Um, okay. If you can't put down a sub seven minute time, then why are you even showing up? <laughs> Jeez, well, it, to me, the, the privateers like that's that's where the battle versus the mountain that is where it is the most real, you know. Like yeah, when Victor, when, with, Andy Kingsley, I want to see Andy like really put down what he's capable of. Um, yeah, this, you know, it's he's got a fast car, he's got mm -hmm. a fast foot. You know, let's put the two together. Let's yeah. do it, man. Yeah, so. well, it's because you know what, like uh, when Loeb was out there. I mean, that's that's what I got to see the most of firsthand, where you've got. You know, like they, they literally wheeled the car up on dollies. He's sitting in the car. It's not even running. They just wheel him into the start box. And then these guys come in with tires and tire warmers, and then they put them on the car, but it's still up on these dollies and on jack stands. And they're just sitting there watching, you know, the time and like looking at the weather and then like, okay, I think we're ready. And within one minute, the, the tire warmers were off. The car's on the ground. It's fired up there. And then it all goes and he's just sitting there. Right, do your thing and like you know i'm just getting like anxious just thinking about it <laughs> but but it's like for, for for like somebody like andy or, or or scott or the privateers spencer Steele, any of those guys i mean it's like it it's you and a couple of your buddies that are that are up there like for like 24 36 hours trying to like qualify get get the car ready and, and do your best i mean you are fighting the elements and the time and everything like that whereas like those big big production teams the driver is still doing an amazing thing, but sure. they have so much more support like that battle against the mountain and against the elements. I mean, it's not, it is not the same for those guys as it is for all the privateers. No. And it's cool. Like I said, I mean, I don't really like watching NASCAR, but I appreciate it for what it is. I don't really care so much to watch another Volkswagen IDR run or, you know, uh, you know, I would watch, bring the Audis and like the, you know, T16s back and stuff like that. I'd watch the hell out of mm -hmm. that shit, but, um, but you know, the newer Peugeot and stuff like that, it's cool. I mean, great. It's, it's better than, you know, it's something pretty else, great. I guess. Right. But, yeah. but yeah, Ryan, I want to see what you do. Um, yeah. you know, I'd, I want to see Chris Strach with this crazy twin turbo center seat LS Porsche thing. Right. Like I want to, I want to see that thing actually hold together for a run. I'm tired of, you know, seeing the coverage where he's pulled off, you know, halfway up, kind of something like that, because he's built a monster of a car that he's trying to keep together on a mm -hmm. on a roofer's budget, right? But that's like it's a, that's why the race time is the prestigious one, because yep. like that exact same thing happens, and you run to the mountain, you just roll it back down to the pits. Ah, oh, this hose came loose or whatever, yeah. and you, you you fix it. Wait, we need to remachine a transmission real quick. Hold on, we'll just <laughs> fire up our machine shop real quick, like it, you know. yeah. Yeah, all I right. don't know. I've stood on so many mountains this podcast and died on all of them. So, okay. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I I hope it's a good thing. I hope manufacturers 
do it. I hope we start to see like a handful of times. I want to see, I want to see a sedan, whatever. Let's, let's, let's see some times out there. And then wagon life, wagon life. Yeah. What? Bring out the wagons. Yeah. Like what's the fastest wagon time of Pikes Peak? All right. Let's find out. Yeah. Let's forester around and find out. Okay. Shot. Yeah. Why not? Why not? All right. Well, we'll do a GoFundMe so the Flatirons tuning can rent them out, and then we'll just all see who the fastest subpike speak is. Yeah. Maybe. Who lands yeah. in? Let's who lands restart, in? Lands in bottom to top times. Okay. Start start a different trend. It's got like nearly as many uh, turns, and it's cooler because dirt. And it also isn't that the one that starts at nine thousand feet? Uh, that might be Monarch. Oh, Monarch. That's, I mean, it's pretty high. There's pretty a waterfall high. and shit. So that's pretty cool. Pike Speed doesn't have a waterfall. I can. Yeah. No water. No water. Just frozen yeah. water. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's, as we're wrapping it up, let's see what, what have we learned here? Um, tires are important. The most um, important. Only t- important tires, thing. Tires are important. Not the most important. Can we make this a bad advice podcast moving forward? Uh, the next part. We can, we can do this. Yeah. Can we do it or at least a bad advice five minutes? But, and then, then we've also all right. Well, let me let me let me summarize okay. Rant, and then you can give five minutes of bad advice, and yeah. I don't know, for anybody, yeah, that OT, wants. OCC Racing Tech Talk will be coming up. Stay right. tuned. But then also that the, the race time at Pikes Peak that is the prestigious one, but it but we'll have to see. But I think it might be cool to have these other official times, and it should be you versus the mountain. Um, asphalt is for getting to the race. Dirt is for running the race. I think. Yeah. I think that's I think that's the the summary for today. That's the gist. That's the gist. Yeah. All right. Wagon. All right, Tasso. Five minutes of bad advice. Go. Oh man. Okay. I need everybody's help on this. Um so what's something that you believe about race cars? Uh lighter's faster. Lighter's faster. Yeah, I mean to an extent, but you gotta be heavy if you want to really make an impact. All right, Ryan Dussick. Well, people I'm gonna I'm gonna cap right onto what you said there too, and people are always in the hunt for downforce. Extra weight is static downforce. <laughs> static downforce. Static. <laughs> static yeah. every time. Uh, static okay. downforce trumps all other forms of downforce because it is it is always there. It always is the most there. predictable. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. downforce like aero downforce. It's always changing. You got to go fast mm-hmm. to use it. Static yeah. downforce will never let mm-hmm. you down. Well, we'll actually, call it gravitas. Static gravitas downforce will never let you up. Oh. Ooh, oh. Wow, that's, that's, that's too good though, of advice. Weight though. Eat that yeah. extra cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Maybe uh-huh. have that deep fried pizza wrapped in bacon before yes. the track. You know, before that's you right. get on track, it, it's going to help. You are it's the most give you static of your own downforce. That's right. That's right. your driver mod, right? Yeah. The fried driver mod is the static down downforce. Yes. All right. I DP. don't condone any of these statements. Except for you the wanted them. You asked for them. You specifically uh, asked for them. Yeah, yeah this is supposed it. to be. This went off the rails. This is going to be taken out of context. <laughs> very quick oh man uh you yeah. suck it doesn't matter what you think um just everybody in car racing if you were smart you mm-hmm. wouldn't have done this in the first place so um whatever uh i don't know well, what else I guess, is there out there I, yeah to, to make a small fortune in racing start with the large one yes mm-hmm. i got another good piece of bad advice yeah, yeah. buying buying proper tires are the last thing you should do you'll never be a good driver <laughs> running on race tires You'll uh-huh. always be a better driver learning how to track drive on all seasons. Been out there. No, Been out, it's out there. But that's actual good advice. I like driving yeah, on bad tires every once in a while. 
I mean, it's a lot of fun. From the good vice, pr- yeah. the good vice, pr- you have to have a good baseline. You you can learn so many bad. This is getting too serious. You can learn so many bad habits on crappy tires. Trust me. Yeah, I'm sliding. <laughs> Yeah, you have to have a good baseline. So that the good bad advice is wait till you're at the end of your build before you even buy your first set of good tires. Nine hundred horsepower, you better be on one ninety five all seasons. Just saying. Just saying. All right, I got the next point here. Okay. No one cares if you're a fast driver in a slow car because you're still going slow. The only thing that matters is stopwatch. Fast driver in a slow car. If you have a fast enough car, it doesn't matter how bad you are, you'll still go faster than the fast driver in a slow car. And, you know, no one's going to care. So you might as well go okay. fast. All right. DP, do you have any bad advice? Um, bad perspective? Well, that was, you know, because I like going fast in my slow car because it feels fast. Uh, personal attacks. <laughs> I'm like, I feel attacked because I have a 90 horsepower commuter car that may or may not have hybrid electric system on it. And, it's fun. And I don't it's care a riot. Anymore. But yeah, I mean. Oh, is that your Prius? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's okay, my so I've that's, jumped a Prius. I've driven them around Prius, aggressively. Yeah. Princess Tiptoe like is her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Priuses are sick. I, don't, I, dig I, it. I love the hell out of that car. It yeah. is the most fun, cheap car yeah. I've ever bought. For three grand, like you couldn't. couldn't. Yeah. Um, bad advice, or your wait, bad advice? Good advice. Bad I advice. think you just said I it. A Prius uh, good, is a good track advice. car. Good, bad advice. A Prius is a good track car. I think that's an awesome track car. It's well balanced and does the things yeah front wheel drive is the fastest duh yeah uh, i mean because you know it does uh, both things driving like you're yeah. pulling the car along while you're steering it has mm-hmm. to it's doing more so it must mm-hmm. be faster it's the same sense. reason why motorcycles are faster than touring cars because there's only two wheels more people should be out there doing two-wheel <laughs> things than front wheel drives and only if two motorcycles wheels. were front wheel drive they'd be faster oh yeah sure. pulling themselves out of wow. corners they wouldn't be wheeling, dude. You know yeah, they would Yeah, you yep. wheelie, you lose the traction, you can't steer. A front-wheel yeah, drive right. motorcycle. Why has this not happened? Yep. Front-wheel yeah, drive motorcycle. Happen. Yep. Okay, <laughs> the last the last key summation of this podcast is front-wheel drive motorcycles are the future. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. This. Mm-hmm. Okay. And electric and we, sounds better than internal combustion. Ooh. <laughs> electric sounds better than internal combustion. Oof. Don't at me, bro. We are getting. We are going to get letters for this. Uh, yeah, there's... that is that is Tasso OTC Racing or over there, wherever he is. <laughs> Tasso OTC Racing will will answer there. all of your all of your. You're questions. welcome to bitch at me. Just re- 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 just do me two favors. One, mm-hmm. do it in like a like a comment on one of my posts because that way it'll help boost yep. those things in the algorithm and, and, so and like care. and subscribe. That's um, and the other one is that um, I don't care. Okay, and like and subscribe. It's, oh and yeah, like, and yeah. like and subscribe and hit that little uh, bell. I, hit, I know, do bell. care. I I will absolutely. If somebody wants to have a like a, man, I love trash talking so much, but people sometimes take it too seriously. So if you took this whole thing seriously, then that's on you, bro. Make sure you yeah. cut this part out of the context. Make yeah, sure that's right. only the good advice being portrayed as good advice. Right. We yeah. might put up all the bad advice. Together. Life's too short to take anything seriously, including car racing. So. You know. Yes, very true. It's still got to be fun. A, a sage like piece of wisdom to end on. I like it. Yeah. Yes. Well, all right. That's that's as good a place as any to end, and we should really stop this now because it's only going to get worse. I want to hear about the gold rush. Oh, gold rush. Mm. 
Gold quick, Rush. Quick five this sounds wild. Wait, um, so this is now five minutes of good advice about an exciting event coming up. How far in are we right now? Yeah. Uh, like an one hour minute, one hour, minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, sick. Minutes. Yeah, this is perfect. Everyone will be listening at this point. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Sick. Yeah, highlight uh, this chapter. Make sure we cut this one out. And then YouTube five minutes highlight. later, it's gold yeah. rush. So people are like, what the fuck? Yeah. All right. Well, this we'll is tell good. us what this it reminds is. Me, this reminds me more of our original podcast where it was just us shooting the shit. Yeah. <sighs> like this. Yeah, we're going to get back uh, to that a bit, I think. The uh, so Gold Rush, quick, it's a combined motorsports event that has um, time attack, um, what we call PDX, which is basically HPDE for everybody else out in the world. Uh, we're going to have a, a, an exhibition enduro that's going to be Saturday night, that's going to be free to endurance drivers, kind of like GLTC ST4 kind of types of cars, you know, and slower. Uh, and we're going to have a car show, which everyone knows that is not my strong suit. So we're uh, we're working on trying to build car show stuff and uh, um, well, in Dussex, and we're gonna give away. Say who we is. Is that a lot of we? We is sorry. We is Pikes Peak International Raceway is putting this on. I'm working with them as DSX Motorsports. Working with them. The biggest part about this event, the coolest part about it, is that it's a fifty thousand dollar cash payout time attack event with other motorsports things happening. So our feature is. A big payout for time attacks. So we've got mm-hmm. first one to break the existing track record, which currently is a 53.233 set by Ferris Khartoumi in a Corvette. So that's $10,000 if you can be the first one to break that. Then as fastest overall, that's another $10,000. That might be the same person. It could be two different people. And then for Unlimited, we've got a big chunk payout for Unlimited. I'm looking for my notes here. Big chunk payout for uh, um we got a class that's called Super 200, which is a 200 treadwear class. It's open to basically aftermarket subframes, um, aftermarket drop spindles, open on tire sizes. There's no limits there, no limits on aero. Um, the only limit is no nitrous and no propane. Um, and Why then no you'll propane? go down. You're saying you well, can't I grill? Think, yeah, what the heck? Uh, no, yeah, that's you can't eat. be out there grilling the, grilling the hot dogs and the sausages out there on the track. I know people yeah, are you use saying their that's rear not wings. safe? For sandwiching, yeah. but okay, but so yeah, so no propane. And I say that because we might get diesel guys, right? And oh, yeah, uh, yeah. and propane is like a, 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 a power adder, yeah. which we're I'm pro I'm pro nitrous and propane and unlimited, uh, mm. but there is also more safety stuff involved in unlimited. Sure, unlimited is like Outback Steakhouse. Anybody know the 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 Outback Steakhouse quote motto? For a reputation you can write on. Nope, no oh. rules, just right. That's, uh, that's out that's that's unlimited yeah outback okay. has no okay. rules just right safety rules don't die and then we've got another class that's called super uh, classic 200 so it's also a 200 treadwear class but it's limited to 245s for all-wheel drive so maximum with 245s Whoa. and maximum with 275s for two-wheel drives um and this is one-way adjustable coilovers or shocks um stock set frames Stock spindles, so you're not coming in with anything super, super crazy, but it's open and arrow. I'm going to hear it already. What about sequentials? Don't care. Bring them. What about arrow? Bring your crazy arrow. What about this? I don't care. This track, Pikes Peak and National Raceway, is such a unique track that you have to have power and a ton of mechanical grip. And so mm-hmm. when, you put those, when you put those limitations on tire widths, um, then you're really limiting like the amount of stuff that you can do both in the arrow side 
like the banked oval side and on the infield side. So a lot of people are going to hate on me about the classing and stuff with the tire whisk not being like global time attack or super lap battle or whatever or power to weights like NASA. And this is ultimately a standalone event that we're doing, Pikes Peak and National Raceways do it. And this is the big kicker. It's the weekend after the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. So ah, bring your you, hill climb you might car. Have, you might have a couple people in the, the neighborhood. Guy. Yeah, we might have a couple people, a couple big guns in the neighborhood. Um, there's a couple big names. I can't wait till they sign up to announce. Um, but there's some, <laughs> uh, some, some hill climb, some big hill climb talent has sent us addresses for personalized invitations. That's not a guarantee that they're coming, but there's some, like I hear some of these names. I'm like, Frozen. Oh no! It, what it, he's so up. excited. He froze. <laughs> you, you, you can't even. He can't even get the words out. Yeah. So I'll, I'll finish up for him here. So yep. I hear some of these yep. names, and I'm like, "Holy smoke, boy, let's go!" This is you were awesome. win. <laughs> you dropped out. Oh yeah, thanks, thanks. Yeah, thanks, I thanks, in filled in for you. Perfect. Yeah, 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 I was trying to do my Tasso. best Appalachian American for you. Yep. Hell yeah, well, brother! So, Hell so yeah. first, Dussex, where can people go to find information about this event? www ppir.com backslash gold rush. And I'll, I'll put up a link in the description. Yep. And, and I'll and, probably and throw there, something over my face right now. Yep. yep. It'll have uh, um, our uh, classing as a uh, classing is pretty much set. We'll have an updated rule book where it shows mostly the safety stuff um, for the cars, like an unlimited and things like that. Uh, it'll have kind of the, we'll have the schedule up there so people can see the schedule. The schedule means business. Like, you're going to see uh, it's going to be a really unique schedule, I think, for Time Attack. It's the way I think the Time Attack schedule should be, basically taking everything that I've learned from doing this stuff all over the country and really trying to apply it to this event. Um, it'll have our driver application. So if you think that you're interested in this event, get your driver application in now. Um, the PDX is going to be open uh, once we have registration, which should start opening around the end of November or sometime in December. Uh, and, um, and, but if you, those driver applications for any of the time attack classes, it's going to be, um, you're, they're going to be vetted drivers. So we want to make sure that the classes are balanced. So if you don't hear something right away, a big part of it is trying to make sure that we don't have 50 unlimited cars and then none of this or none of that. We don't want, we're put, I'm putting a limit on the amount of time attack cars that can register, which is 70. 70 is the limit for time. It still cars. seems like a lot. 70 is a pretty good number. It is a lot, but I want to make sure that the, the classes are all represented well. Does that make sense? Yep. So I, I don't want to have three cars in one class and, and have 10 dudes waiting in my inbox trying to get into the event, but got pushed out by 10 other types of cars. So, it, mm -hmm. so it'll, it, that's a big part of the vetting process as well. So it's going to be crazy, well, and it's going to be July 1st and 2nd of 2023. All right. And, and what, is, what is just amazing about this is this is – like some would say that this is one of the things that's been missing from time attack, which is like a purse. Like this is, this is not just going out for bragging rights. PPR. What is, what is insane is you guys are throwing down serious monies for, if people can mm -hmm. set these records, like, like if you're like, if I, I remember you saying that you're wondering if Ferris Cartoon was kind of sandbagging when he was out there for grid life to make sure he didn't reset his record. So we know that he could at least reset his record if he comes out for this, because like, that's a, that's a payday. Like if you, if you set the fastest time and you set the overall record, like you, you're, you're leaving with a, a relatively uh, large check. 
and if it, you it, can, yeah, we should also mention like all of these checks are are basically on uh, the size of billboards, right? It's a very large check. I, I, I hope that I want big. I want big billboards, but I also want stacks of cash too. Okay, you get okay. your you get your picture billboard, but I'm really. Tasso, can you fill in? Yeah, really love that money. I tell you what, <laughs> I want to see that money. I want to see stacks and stacks and of cash. <laughs> yes, big absolutely. I want to ask him who's like. I'm. I'm guessing. I'm guessing you got some sponsors to thank for these ridiculous payouts, right? Or is, is PPR uh, doing this? I think. I think it's PPR, isn't it? Yeah, Shit, PPR man. is. That's pretty the bad. Two ass. owners are fronting the cash. So. That's that is wow. a that is a, an amazing statement from them as, as far as how excited they are about what time attack is and what, I mean, we, we know that the venue can put on the event because Grid Life has been out there for the last handful of years. It, it's, it's a statement just to how excited they are about bringing that community back for another event. And yeah, it's badass. Yeah. It's badass. And considering they're the new Nürburgring PPIR will now be the base uh, that all cars are judged on in the world. Wait, does this mean um, that PPR is now the measuring stick for time attack in the U.S.? It's, it's the only real Pikes Peak in my mind after this kind of payout. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I've never heard of the other PPIHC. Um, oh, so yeah, PPIR. Okay. Got oh, it. Oh man, I'm gonna piss off a bunch of hill climbers now. <laughs> it's but at no, the end. Only uh, hardcore people are gonna hear this, except for when yeah. we take this and put this out by itself. But that's yeah, okay. Pikes Peak hill climb guys don't have more than ten minutes of patience anyway. So. Um, oh dang. Yeah. Well, it's maybe 11 minutes, 11 minutes. Love for everybody. Um, <laughs> no, but that's really badass. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. that's, that's sick. I hope it pulls some, from like some fucking iron in there. Right. Like yeah. I hope, I hope some guns show up. I hope it's going to be a good event and I hope it goes off so well that you guys can do it again the year after and the year after that. Absolutely. And hopefully it spawns more um, PPR events too that aren't necessarily at PPIR. Like when you guys talk about the hill climbs and stuff like that and roads, I keep thinking about what's it going to take to get that central city hill climb going again. Mm. Maybe some kind of, maybe some kind of mustard like this. Tasso. Maybe some of that mustard on that hot dog. I tell you what, it's tasty on that tube meat. That's right. Uh, uh, fastest, the fastest grill, the fastest uh, grill up have, to, up to Fastest grill in the West, I tell you. That's right. That's what uh, it's going to take. We filled in for you. No, like the pit rally, um, which is what the Central City yep. Hill Climb was. That would be sick. There's so many good roads out here. I don't know. There's no reason. Asphalt, dirt, whatever. There's no excuse for not having more real road racing happening in Colorado. And um, I mean, we always talk about chicken and the egg issues, right? Like it's, you know, well, if only more big money was in motorsports, then it'd be more popular. If only it was more popular, it'd be more big money in motorsports. PPIR yeah. just threw down chicken eggs all at once right here. That's so. right. And, 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 and they're grilling. Yeah. You can't break some chickens without making some eggs. Charcoal so, only. Yeah. Only charcoal. Well, well, I'll tell you what. So. Yep. Yep. Man, it sounds awesome. And uh, in Dussex, maybe just throw this out to them, uh, some kind of a, a rally sprint with a purse. Because I hear tell you guys have a, a pretty good course out there, you know. I don't know. Some of those corners are no good. Except for that one. We're going to have Except to re, re, re-texture that one corner. Except for that one corner. It's got some gouge marks in it now. That's right. Um, but That's no, right. yeah, that would be sick to do rally sprint stuff. Like just do a, man, just an unlimited uh, dirt class too on the rally sprint course out there. And that it. would be interesting. Hmm. I think if, if this first year goes well, I think this is going to open us up to the whole venue. 
Like I, 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 it's, it's crazy that they're down to put 50 grand up front for this event. So I gotta, I gotta show them that it works first. So everybody's got to come out, have a good time, no matter what. Spectate, tell everybody, tell your friends, tell everybody that you know mm -hmm. that has a fast car. Or a slow car. Or, or, or a, a slow car. Maybe or a car drill. that or looks good, but isn't real, real fast. Charcoal grill. Charcoal grill. Prius. If you got Charcoal's. a Prius, come on out. Prius. Prius. Put a grill yeah. in the Prius. Mm -hmm. and Keep talking. Something. Yes. Something. Mm -hmm. doesn't, it doesn't lifted. matter. It doesn't matter. Beyond a grill Put a big Prius. stack on it. Like just if, pipe if, a little like If we've said something that either made you mad or made you laugh or made you happy this podcast, the way Tell that somebody. you can show us that you're angry slash happy with us is going to check out the Gold Rush. Yes. So. Oh, yes. hell yeah. And like and subscribe. Yeah. Yes. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, smash that like button, That's pound right. that bell. Hit that bell. Um, bing, 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 bing. Yeah, yes. back up hard up on that. Join us on the Discord. Join us on the Discord and tell, tell us what you think. Yeah. And, yeah. and Dusk yeah. and Tasso, you got to gotta get in there more. Got to like get in. Oh. Get into the Discord. Just dive in. Just dive Just it in. Yeah. Want me in your Discord? Uh, yeah. Don't fall in the Discord. Like dive in. Yeah. It's a lot better okay. that way. Wow. This right, is. Dan. All right, I think I think I think we need to wrap this up because it's only going to get worse from here. We or, fully derailed, or better. better. I think we, we're kind of fully derailing. So, so the last bit is charcoal is better than propane. That is that is the last piece of information uh, that we have in this podcast offered up for you. So, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for your support as always. Join us in our Discord. Thank you very much to our patrons because we have a Patreon now. Um, and we're going to try and get more going on into the Patreon page. But uh, if you're there, you're watching this early. Um, so thank you for all your support there. And until next time, as always, stay tuned with Flatirons Tuning. And check out the Gold Rush and OTC Racing and DSX Motorsports. And like and subscribe. Ring the bell. All the things. All the things. All the things and the stuff. Stuff. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Flatiron Syndicate Motorsports Podcast. Once again, we'd like to let you know that your support is what makes this show possible. Be sure to check out our online store at flatironstuning.com for any of your aftermarket or OEM Subaru parts needs. And as always, stay tuned with Flatiron's Tuning.